or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today's gospel was a major turning point for the apostles. They'd been following Jesus for some time. They'd witnessed many miracles, the healing of people, the feeding of thousands. But they also witnessed many people like the Pharisees who challenged Jesus, even threatened him, some even shouting that he blasphemes and should be put to death. I was reflecting on how interesting it is that the apostles are so much like us, even today. For they were surrounded by unbelievers, just as we are. They hear and are influenced by the many vicious rumors and opinions that so many out there espouse, just like we are. And I think that's why Jesus first asked them, who do other people say that I am? And being the nice guys they were, they gave Jesus a gentle, more politically correct answer. They didn't talk about those people calling for his death, calling him many names. They told him, well, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And of course, Jesus knew of those other things people said about him as well. But after hearing their answers, he decided, well, it was time for, for them at least, for the rubber to meet the road. And he puts them on the spot and asks them directly and personally, but who do you say that I am? And my brothers and sisters, I think this is the most important question in most people's lives. Because the most important thing in life is to know God. And if possible, that question may be even more important during the challenging time that we live in. Today, we are called to increase our faith, to go deeper into our personal knowledge, our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And of course, we do that through prayer, through receiving the Most Holy Eucharist, and through our daily contact with the Word of God. We do that by coming here to church, for we know Jesus is here in this church. But I'm not talking about this church building. I'm talking about all of you, I'm talking about myself. For we are the church, and we see Jesus. We see God in each other. We're the church. We're the body of Christ on earth. 
Being Catholic is not about being a lone ranger. It's not about following Jesus on our own. God wants us to belong to his family. He wants us to gather, to pray together, to worship, and to give glory to God in one voice as one people. And it's important because our understanding of God is not like a knowledge of math, history, or science. Knowing God is not simply having some information or set of facts about him. That's really not enough. We heard St. Paul tell us in our second reading today when he said, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his ways. Basically, St. Paul is saying our knowledge of God must come from within. It must come from our heart. It must come from a personal relationship, a relationship that changes everything about how we see ourselves, how we see other people, how we live each day, how we interact with others, and how we see the world. I think it's pretty easy when we all are sitting here in church, surrounded by like-minded people. It's so easy to join Peter in declaring boldly that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. But what about the times when you're with friends and family who seem to have little faith or none at all? those who may espouse beliefs and viewpoints that conflict with the teachings of our Lord and Savior. Do you share your faith? Or do you sit there quietly? How many times a day outside of prayer do you even mention Jesus or the name of God? I know there are times most every day why I fail to seize the opportunity to engage others in sharing my faith and my belief in the Son of God. Several years ago, the Pew Research Center conducted a survey on faith. The people who attended church weekly and prayed daily were found to be much happier, closer to extended family. They volunteered much more. They gave much more of their money and time. And overall, they just had a much more positive outlook on life. And that data should make most of us here today feel pretty good, I guess. But there was other parts of the data as well, more to that survey. For there was hardly any difference in answers on many topics between the people who prayed and attended church every week and those who did not. Things like how many times you lost your temper, how many times you lied, how many times you spoke ill of others. And when asked specifically about sharing faith with others outside the church gatherings, there were just a few points difference between those who considered themselves highly religious and all of the others. If we really believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, then we should ask ourselves, why are we so hesitant to share our faith? We must realize it's not enough to just know about Jesus. We need to know him directly, personally, intimately, and know that he wants us to speak up and introduce him to others. He's not here just for us gathered here in church. His love and forgiveness are for all. So today I think he's asking us in a special way to renew our relationship with him. He's asking us again, just as he has asked disciples in every age, who do you 
say that I am? That's a question for me, for you, for all of us. And yes, we need to give the answer to the one who is asking. How will we answer? What do we say to the one who is standing right here in our midst, just as he stood there in the midst of his apostles? St. Peter responded to that question with that beautiful confession. You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. And Peter didn't answer based on the evidence or the available information. However, looking at Jesus from the outside, true knowledge of God is found only through the gift of faith. And that's why Jesus says to him today in our gospel, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. So, my friends, we must realize that faith is the key. And faith is a gift from God. But it's a gift that's not meant to be held closely. It's a gift that's meant to be shared. And that faith becomes a real, very real, right here when we come together, especially when we're here to receive Christ himself in the Most Holy Eucharist. Before I close, I'd like to share a story told by one of my favorite writers and philosophers, Peter Kreft, where he shares what a Muslim has taught him about the Eucharist. John was explaining to his Muslim friend, Isa, that Catholics believe that Christ is truly and completely present in the Eucharist. And after staring at the sacred host for a minute or so, Isa said, I don't understand. Do you really believe that God is right there, right there in front of us? And John immediately said, yes. But before he could say anything else, Isa stopped him and said, my friend, I, I don't mean to offend you, but I don't think you really believe that. He said, if, if I really believed that that thing that looks like a little round piece of bread was really Allah himself, I don't see how I could ever give up. I think I would faint and just fall at his feet like a dead man. My friends, I think Isa maybe understands real faith better than many of us. In just a few minutes, we'll have that opportunity to be strengthened by the body and blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior. And as Jesus promised in today's gospel, he said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld will, shall not prevail against it. That's a promise that God has given each of us. Our faith can never be canceled. We should not fear possible rejection or condemnation that may come from sharing our faith with others. We should cling to Christ's promise, cling to the rock of his church in times when everything seems so uncertain, so divided. Well, today let us take a moment to thank God for the gift of faith and realize it is a gift that can open our hearts to know Jesus is indeed the Son of the living God, the gift that makes us children of His, members of His family, faith that helps us to, to know that Christ feeds and nurtures us through the reception of the most sacred Eucharist. And let us keep walking together, following Jesus as His church, as His body, 
Today we ask that our Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Perpetual Help, may intercede and bring us the courage to share our faith and respond to the call of her Son in these most uncertain times. I pray that each of you will always have the strength, find the strength, to answer Jesus as St. Peter did by proclaiming boldly and loudly to all, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God.